the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear brothers and sisters and dear listeners. This is Father Andre again. We want to greet you on this beautiful Sunday in which we celebrate Mother's Day. Let us pray. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I want to send the warmest greetings from heaven, from angels, archangels, from all the saints, from all the living people on earth, to everyone who bears the title of a mother today. A mother who not only provide, not only provide us and gives us life and love and affection and tenderness and protection and safety and cleanliness and our hygiene as babies come all of it from the mother. But I want to also praise and pray for the mothers who are working so hard in this world, the mothers who have careers, the mothers who are migrants, the mothers who may not have homes, the mothers who probably with these... uh, People who are fleeing their own countries, running for a better living, have been separated from their children, or they are running to look for their children. I want to pray for the mothers who are consecrated spiritually as mothers, meaning um, virgin women who pray and praise the Lord, seeking the protection and the well-being of every child, of every human being in the world. I want to pray for the mothers who are militants in the military, especially here in our nation. And I want to offer with you this beautiful prayer from the canticle of the Virgin Mary in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 46 to 55. Let us first introduce it by saying, I know my sheep and they follow me. I give them eternal life. Hallelujah. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lonely servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lonely. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Good holy Sunday morning, my brothers and sisters. We start today again with the Bereshit in the beginning. And happy, beautiful Mother's Day to all mothers. It is such a privilege today to have a wonderful and uh, uniquely qualified guest mother, homeschooling, and a uh, um, woman with a great career as well in the academia. Um, Jennifer Nolan, a PhD, president and co-founder of Catholic Polytechnic University, cognitive scientist and professor. Um, I know you do not want me to call you Dr. Nolan, so I will call you Jennifer based at your request. Good Holy Sunday morning, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm doing well, by the grace of God, Father Andre. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me how many children you have, beside your husband. (laughs) (laughs) I have four on earth and two in heaven. And they are all celebrating Mother's Day. I'm sure you're going to have a beautiful celebration today, beautiful brunch. (laughs) Do you go to Mass together? Are Masses available for you? Is it open again? Is it safe? Yes, at least it is here in Los Angeles. We have a variety pack from which we can choose of, of everything from drive-through to uh, in-person, inside. So it's um, it's we've taken full advantage of, of our freedoms and gone back to Mass. Thank you. Praise and this is Lord. one of the purposes of, of the show is to remind families that they are the engine, the source, the first unit mm-hmm. of a freedom, the first unit of faith, the first uh, unit of truth, the first unit of life. And we shall keep it as such. And today with you, I'm really looking forward to our talk together. Well, you're a PhD in psychology, mm-hmm. right? It's it's complicated. I'm not a therapist, so I have a Ph.D. in psychology, but the department was in uh, cognitive science from UC Irvine. So I was actually trained at the Institute for Brain Aging and Dementia there, and um, and my specialty is really in stroke and dementias. But over time, I've spent most of my, my career um, teaching and then raising my children and then as the kids have decided to go to a local Catholic And now school, you're spending um, your time doing something very important, not only for your children, <laughs> but for the young people in this nation, as I believe. Yes. And, I, and I support you with all my heart and all prayers and other forms as well. Catholic Polytechnic University, I believe, whether or not you believe it, I think it's first of its kind. You know, first of all, um, this is your project, a Catholic Polytechnic University. And you're yes. looking, you believe that there is need for faithful Catholicism and the STEM degrees, basically, or the right. overtree joining of faith and science. It's like a mother who's right. trying to reconcile two children who fight so hard with one another. Is faith and science reconcilable? But first, explain to us a little bit about this Polytechnic University. Well, over time, um, it's come to my attention. Well, basically, with Pew Research Center, they, they did a lot of studies that showed that when people lose their faith or they walk away from religion, 
most of the time what people cite is a perceived disconnect between faith and science. So how do we keep those numbers? How do we keep people into the church? How do we draw them into the church? Because many times people are either drawn to church by the heart or by the head. And I think more and more people are being drawn either toward church or away from church by cognition and by by thought. So how do we overtly rejoin faith and science so that people see more of God's creation and how if they study God's creation more and more, they see that more of their creator. And so Catholic Polytechnic University was created to rejoin in an overt way faith and science to bring people back to Christ with cognition and with science and with with study of all the STEM degrees. So Christ is not against science, right? Right. No, goodness. He's the creator of science. So So, what what, what uh, is STEM? What does it stand for? I know people would like to know. Right. Right. So STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. And so when we look at this all together, we look at the possibility of of really what we're building is a tripod university. So one leg is STEM degrees. One leg is business and curriculum and knowledge and practice. And one leg is theology and philosophy. So we hope to create students who are well-versed in their STEM, the polytechnic degrees, plus business, plus theology. This is amazing, Jennifer. May I ask you to a little bit um, explain to us um, how far ahead are you in this project? Where is it uh, it going to be formed in Los Angeles area, basically? And how can people contact Mm -hmm. you for this? Yes. So first of all, the easiest question to answer is how can people contact us? It's through our website, www.catholicpolytechnic.org, catholicpolytechnic.org. So that's the easy question. The other questions of, well, how far along are we? We've been in formation for about three years, although maybe closer to four now. Um, And we have our nonprofit 501c3 status we have a, a group of amazing people. So there, there are about 14 people who have stepped forward with their time and talent to volunteer to put this together. And we have NASA scientists and engineers. We've got people who have taught at MIT, people who are amazingly accomplished in their fields. And they are joining together to help contribute their knowledge to the formation of this university. So we do have this location uh, in Los Angeles. We will at least find a temporary home at Don Bosco Technical Institute. It's a Catholic boys high school in Rosemead, California. And they have fully developed STEM labs, and so we have a facilities use agreement in place with them so that we can use their facilities and, and, and launch and grow. That's beautiful. Uh, when do you think you will start? First of all, let me welcome you again for all of the guests who are joining us at this point. This is a good Sunday morning with Father Andre and with my beautiful and wonderful special guest on this Mother's Day, Jennifer Nolan, Ph.D. President and co-founder of Catholic Polytechnic University 
a cognitive scientist and a professor, and uh, I believe she is CCO who's founding now um, this beautiful uh, Catholic Polytechnic University in California, in Los Angeles area. And uh, we're talking about how to um, bring together, basically, rejoining faith and science. Um, Jennifer, um, you know, in the um, um, mid-centuries, basically, in the medieval centuries when universities started, they actually started to regather all these sciences together. They put all the separate schools together. That's why we call it university, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I do believe theology was called the queen of all sciences. Today, theology is almost like uh, an obstacle to sciences. Do you, what do you have to say about that? Is really theology something bad? Is it an obstacle? Is it a limitation to science? Or how can it regain its place? Or is it still the queen of all sciences? Theology meaning the science of God, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it all comes down to um, what the Vatican astronomer said, Brother Guy Consolmagno. He said, uh, the more you learn of the created, the more you learn of your creator. And so that would be really the, the whole goal here is to bring people to God through faith and science and through the enduring truths of the Catholic faith. So, yes, we have a long, long history of doing um, liberal arts universities very well in the Catholic faith. We have, we have been at the forefront, really, of providing university-level education and research. So it's time for us to maybe veer in the direction and exert an influence in technology as well so that technology has the opportunity to have a guide. I think we need to have a Christian perspective when we look at technology Technology. and when we look at uh, biology and chemistry and and what would God want. I I remember when I spoke with you, actually, you told me we need to translate into into the language of the Internet, the Bible, the teaching of the Holy Church, the value and the virtues of Christianity. I wanted to speak about that, but first I'd like to take a small intervention. Um, I do believe we will have with us uh, uh, Susan Fox, if I'm not mistaken. She's doing our uh, um, awareness piece for um, uh, two to three minutes. We want to see what's happening in today's world, and then I want you to conclude uh, Jennifer in this episode, and I'm sure I will have you next Sunday as well um, about continuing Continuing with reconverting the world, basically, not to divorce science and faith. So let's hold that thought and let's hear from Susan. Susan, good holy morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, Father. God bless you. God bless you too. How's Europe doing from your side? And what do we have on our awareness? Well, um, it's probably not so much an awareness to you because you live in the United States, but I was struck by uh, COVID-19 in March 2020 shut down all of the Catholic churches in the United States, whether it was by government edict or the bishop's decision. Are you still there? I am with you, and I'm hearing you. And I I do recall those events, actually. Yeah. There was no mass celebrated in the U.S. for several weeks and sometimes longer. Um, Father Sergio Munoz Fita recently asked for forgiveness of his parish for having left them without the Eucharist for many weeks last year. And he said this, in the difficult moments of the pandemic, you turned to your father for bread, and we gave you a stone. We failed you by denying you the only food that could sustain your hope. 
He spoke of how the church wounded our Lord's heart as we relegated him to a non-essential status. Now, Ireland is struck with the same crisis come upon the church. They are not allowed to offer Mass publicly, but only on YouTube and Zoom. Father P.J. Hughes, an Irish Catholic priest, has refused to stop saying public Mass. He's been fined 500 euros, which he will not pay. This is going to result in a 1,000-euro fine and imprisonment. Wow. He said he's willing to go to jail. He doesn't care what the government says. He only fears God. And these are recent Another incidents, I- Susan, right? These are very recent incidents happened in the last month or a few months during Lent and Holy Week and Easter, right? Yes. That's correct, Father. Are you predicting like this might might end up continuing that way or you or you see it's gonna stop? Oh, I don't know, Father. I think the whole from what you've had guests on, Father, um, Doctor Goisa who's told us that the whole world is engulfed in uh loss of freedom of speech. Wow. Wow. Susan, I think the line the, the the line is um gone between us and Susan. But that was that was great. I believe she was concluding by speaking um Jennifer about um it is important to keep the religious freedom, I believe. And um also we need science to be enlightened, to be enlightened and to enlighten people about is this really the best way to, to face the challenge you think um of the COVID? Is it really just to stop the churches? Per se, what do you think, Jennifer, about that? Oh gosh, I, it's so hard to say I, because I know, I understand their perspective. I know that there were um, priests in Italy who said I had COVID and I gave out communion, and now my church, you know, is infected, and they felt horrible about it. So I understand that perspective, but at the same time, people should be able to make their own choices and if. If I had had the opportunity to receive communion during those those months without it, I think I think we would have all done better. Um, I see so you're right. Um, I, yeah, I think it is important for people to know we need them to be safe. And today I want to yes. take a moment to pray for all those who got in sick. Actually, I know many families, they have been asking me, um, requesting prayers. I'm offering my daily masses for them. I'm sending them spiritual blessings every day. And I'm very, very, very um, uh, encouraged by all the priests and all the ministers and the pastors who dedicated themselves in hospitals, actually, to go visit and give Holy Communion safely and to bless and to give the anointment of the sick to people who actually gotten very sick, very ill with the COVID-19. Um, right. Jennifer, I want us to um, elaborate a little bit more again to our guests who are joining us. Uh, we want to welcome you to this uh, good Sunday morning with Father Andre and happy, happy, happy Mother's Day to all. And I want to welcome my guest, Jennifer Nolan, PhD president and co-founder of Catholic Polytechnic University, a cognitive scientist and a professor. Um, Jennifer, I, I would love to have you one more time on, on the show, hopefully next Sunday as well. Um, the university in America now is a place of uh, many conflicts, specifically, mm-hmm. specifically between God and life. I mean, right. 
It is horrible right. to see. I, I feel people may not know that, but I, I look at the movements that happen in communist regimes in the 50s in China, for instance. What mm-hmm. is your recommendation to college students when they are being bombarded by information from all sorts and kind? Uh, um, and many of this information is not really asserted, but it seems many of this information is aiming to take away freedom from God. It's like they're telling the college students, mm-hmm. get away from from God. This is the best expression of your freedom. That's bad, mm-hmm. I think. I, I believe this is really bad. What is your message to these college students today? Well, I think the big thing that they need to do is just to keep retreating to prayer, keep going back to prayer. And prayer, the sacraments, this is what's going to sustain you and guide you. It, there's no one else who can truly guide you through the situations such as these, except for the Holy Spirit. So, but that's one of the reasons that I'm forming Catholic Polytechnic University, because we, we want to be apolitical, so we are neither conservative nor liberal, but we are truly pro-life. And we are pro-country and pro-religious freedom. Um, and so we want our professors, we're handpicking our professors to be, number one, devoted to Christ, but also experts in their fields. And so we can guide our students toward Christ, not away from Christ. We want, we want them to deepen their faith and to deepen their knowledge and to get great careers where they can earn good salaries for their families and support their families well. Well, so well, you, is, uh, you said on, on yeah. this great Sunday, I believe you're sending a wonderful message to mothers who are worried, most likely. How can I make sure my child is raised with love for God, the nation, mm-hmm. life, um, the good sciences? And you spoke that your university or the Polytechnic University in California um, is, is a place uh, for pro-life, uh, for pro-country, for pro-religious freedom and pro-science, I believe. This is what you mean. This Absolutely. is where the meaning of the yes. science will be. Be revealed will be enlightened by the light of right. God. But don't you right. think the high schools um, have gone a little bit far from that? Meaning from pro-life, pro-country, pro-religious freedom. Um, pro, how, how can you yes. how, how can I you mean, recruit those it, students from high schools? Well, every every high school is different. I can't say there's a blanket statement about about all high schools are doing this. We we have a wonderful local high school nearby that it focuses on Christ and a classical curriculum. But but I think a lot of these students are looking for a place that that they can learn more about Christ. I think that this this whole um movement into the new age is people who are seeking the sacred. They're looking for God because God created a hole in them that they've got to fill somehow. And the stuff they've been using so far isn't filling that hole. So people, I think young people are really actually seeking the truth and seeking God. And so when they come across science that is, that is incoherent, it, in conjunction with Christ, it's science that that actually agrees with God. And, and you believe and this under, is still possible you know, in, in our time and day. You still believe this is possible. Yeah. You are of oh, everybody absolutely. who lives in California, basically, which is, I think, it's the Vatican <laughs> of technology. I'm sorry if I'm calling it this way, but it's like the yeah. Vatican of technology. They consider technology like a god. How can you subject, submit technology back to its well, god? 
think technology needs a guide, just like we have bioethicists who tell us that, no, you really shouldn't graft human hair to mice. Um, we also need to have people who are ethically trained in technology, especially especially things like artificial inter- intelligence, where it really does need an ethical guide. So it's time for us to build what I call like a Catholic Caltech or a Catholic MIT. It's time for us to build something that's going to further people's knowledge in the sciences and in technology and combine them with the enduring truths of the Catholic faith so that they can go out into the world and be successful and yet also evangelize and influence people for the good. You're really bringing back university to its original sense, bring the whole world back into the light. And once we have light, we don't walk in darkness. We don't trample. We We don't stumble. We don't fall, as a matter of fact, right? Right. So the light of the university is Almighty God and is the teaching Mm -hmm. of the Holy Church and is definitely the beautiful conduct of these scientists of yours. Last um, um, minute, how many scientists you have so far and how many students have been in contact with you that they showed that desire to join your Polytechnic University? Do you know? Well, we've had um, a survey out there. So if you want to go to our website, www.catholicpolytechnic.org, and fill out our survey, that would be very helpful to us. Because right now we've got about 80 people who have stepped forward saying they want to work for us. And we've had, we have about 15 students who've stepped forward and about 60 parents. So, um, we're, you know, we're, we're in the process of starting. It will be in the coming school year at some point. That's to be determined, but hopefully we'll, we'll be able to give God bless more you. concrete God bless details. you, Jennifer, and I will see you next yeah. week as well. Let us offer this prayer for all mothers in concluding of the show Mother's Day. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. May God bless you all. In the name of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Father Andre.